0: Hello and welcome to the Friday, the twentieth of December edition of the Wee Ginger Dubcast with myself, Paul Kavanaugh. and today I'm joined by the guy who I accidentally promoted last week, <laughs> uh, Craig Cairns, who's the m- multimedia journalist. That's correct. Still a multimedia journalist. Callum didn't pick up. On what he's he said not. Last he's week. not the editor. He's not the editor. He's not the, <laughs> the multimedia editor of the National. So yeah. So we've had the fallout from the election. Mm-hmm. So. The If you can hear that noise of distant screaming, it's the anti-independence parties desperately trying to deny that the SNP won the election in Scotland.
1: Yeah, all sorts of uh, mental uh, gymnastics going on with the arithmetic. The 55% of... Non independence parties, yeah. Uh, sorry, forty four non independence uh, parties uh, the at the general election. Therefore, they like,
0: seem to they seem to be confusing the Westminster general election with a referendum.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But there's been a lot of that in the fallout of this election. A lot of sides have used like, different maths to
0: to, well, exactly. to back up but, their know, point. But the thing is, you can if you, if if Boris Johnson has a mandate for Brexit. Mm-hmm the SNP have got a mandate for an independence referendum uh-huh. you, I mean you can't say except one and deny uh-huh. the other uh-huh. and I was particularly struck by Andrew Bowie who's an MP for oh, I can't remember what he's considered she's up in Aberdeenshire somewhere I'm not sure um MP standing up in the House of Commons saying, "But you know, the SNP didn't win the election because they only got—they didn't get a majority of the vote. They only got 45% of the vote. He got 42% of the vote in I his know, constituency. I know, I so, know. by his own logic, he—more people in his constituency voted against him than voted for him. So, by his own logic, you know, he's not an MP. Yeah.
1: Even the last government—they um, they govern so they get something like 27% of the vote." When well, they become the governing change, party. That, that's uh, how that system David works. David
0: Cameron won the 2015 general election with 36.9% of the popular vote. He mm-hmm. got a majority. Mm-hmm. And that was considered to give him a mandate for a Brexit referendum.
1: And that drops to below 30% when you include people yeah. who didn't vote as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the very same people who were... Happy that the fact that the you know that David Cameron had this mandate on thirty six point nine percent of the, the popular vote in two thousand and fifteen are now the very ones who are saying oh but the SNP didn't get it. they only got forty five percent of the popular vote and they were outnumbered by all these other parties but I mean even then it's it's like they're saying that you know they're taking it upon themselves to interpret what other people meant by their vote you know I mean like for example I know for a fact that um, uh, can't Boyd, mm-hmm. who is despite what some people say about her, she's got a lot of critics, I mean I really like Kat, she's a nice person um, and she gets an awful lot of unfair stick. and she got a lot of stick before their general election because she said she was going to vote Labour, because she liked a lot of Jeremy Corbyn's policies mm-hmm. about nationalisation and all that kind of carry on uh, but she remains, as she said, an independent supporter and we know from opinion polls that 40% of Labour supporters in Scotland support independence you know, but now all of a sudden, all those people have been magically turned into unionists. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just to know. suit
1: an argument. And it, of course, it's not that simple. As you see, yesterday in the vote in Holyrood, you have um, Labour MSPs abstaining, yeah. and then you've had some Neil senior Pindley
0: and Monica Lennon. Monica
1: Lennon, yeah, and then you had uh, in the run-up to that, including Monica Lennon, had some senior. Uh, Scottish Labour figures talking about how the mandate can no longer be ignored.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it's 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 undeniable. I mean, by the rules of the general election, and those are the only rules that apply. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't apply a completely, you can't make up a different set of rules to apply to the general election result because it produced a result that you don't like. Yeah, you know, by any uh, any. Logic, you know, by any any logical interpretation, the SNP won a convincing mandate in Scotland for another independence referendum. I also noticed, by the way, that Andrew Bowie was deliberately conflating voting a mandate for an independence referendum with a mandate for independence. Those are not the same thing. Yeah. You know, he said, "Oh, but only forty-five percent people." You know, that's forty-five percent of people who want independence. The SNP said this wasn't a, a vote for independence. It wasn't a vote for independence. It was a vote for an independence referendum. Mm. It was a vote for Scotland to have the right to decide its own future. Mm. It wasn't prejudging what Scotland was going to decide. It's the Tories that do that.
1: Which is exactly what the Scottish Labour uh, folk that we've just referenced are doing. Exactly. They're saying that there's a mandate. Of course, for, there is. But most of those will not. Um, campaign for uh, independence when it comes round.
0: No, but what... I think what these people are doing, the Andrew Bowies of this world and the Jackson Carlos of this world, what they are doing is fundamentally undermining their position in the longer run in order to try and secure this short-term advantage of a stolen an independence referendum. Because, in effect, what they're saying to people in Scotland is, well, it doesn't matter how you vote. Voting in a UK general election if you if you're Scottish is pointless. It means nothing. And that obviously begs the question, well if a vote in a UK general election in Scotland means nothing, what's the point of Scotland being a part of the UK? There isn't one. You know? If the vote's pointless, being a part of the UK is pointless as well. You know, and we're better off out of it because then our votes will actually make a difference. And those people are unwittingly making the democratic case for Scottish independence. So keep on doing it, boys. And girls. Yeah, no, and,
1: and like we pointed out last week, um, the Scottish Conservatives, Conservatives' campaign was based solely on saying yeah, no to Nicola yeah, Sturgeon about yeah. another second tell independence again, referendum.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they can't, you know, this by, uh, which brings me to another point. Actually, that I saw someone else on social media, a Labour activist, uh, who said that you can't just take a subset of UK constituencies and claim you have a mandate based on them. Uh, Well, that's the cringiest thing I've ever heard. You know, Scotland is no longer a country. It's no longer a constituent part of the... You know, it's no longer a partner in a family of nations. It's a subset of UK constituencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As though it was a random subset. But it's not. That's the whole point. Scotland is not a random subset of UK constituencies. Scotland is... A constituent part of the United Kingdom in which the Labour Party and the Conservatives and the Lib Dems all stood on distinctively Scottish manifestos. Yep. So it's not just, you know, it's not just like half a Yorkshire plus a bit of Lancashire or that random set of constituencies there and we've got a mandate based on that. Scotland is well defined in UK terms and it's well defined in UK political terms because otherwise, why the hell did the Labour Party? And the Tories have a separate manifesto for Scotland. So if, their pa- if those parties are going to produce a distinctively Scottish manifesto, you know they can't then turn round and say, "Oh well, you know it's a UK vote." You didn't. It was, you, you accepted it was. A, it, you, that's just a random subset of constituencies. It's a nonsensical argument. Nonsensical argument. And they're really falling over themselves at the moment to try and deny that you know there's a mandate, and all we're hearing is that oh, once in a lifetime, once in a generation thing, and it's not being pursued by the bulk of the media in Scotland, and that is shameful.
1: The once in a lifetime thing. I mean, we probably don't need to go over this again, but
0: yeah, it's just something weekend. that's being taken yeah. out of context, isn't it? I mean, it yeah, totally. was said
1: by Alex Salmon, but he was saying it in the way of like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't think it ever. I don't think the argument was ever made that we cannot argue for this vote again for
0: another generation. But even if it was, so what? Yeah. So what? Yeah. Because are they honestly trying to tell us that the words of a politician... Of one man. One man, or Nicola Sturgeon as well. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Uh, A a few, several years ago, completely trumps what people, the voters of this country decide in an election. It's up to us, you know, the voters of this country to decide what we want. It's not you know, we cannot if Parliament cannot be bound by, you know, the actions of a previous parliament, then why should the voters of Scotland be bound by the words of a politician who actually lost the referendum? Mm-hmm. Because Scotland rejected that proposition in in two thousand and fourteen. Yet apparently now we're going to be bound by it. But funnily enough, you know, all those people that signed the vow aren't going to be bound by that. Yeah. You know. And then we get back to the double standards again. So I think they're just storing up a lot of problems for themselves uh in the future.
1: Do you think why do you think the the once in a generation is being used so much at the moment? Do you think it's I mean I, think, I don't think it's the only argument they've got, but do you think it do you think it's like a do you think it do you think they see that as a strong
0: argument? They say it's a nice little sound bite. Yeah. Uh And I think they do see it as... They are very limited in terms of their arguments. Mm -hmm. And they're
1: keeping the currency for later, for the campaign.
0: But that's not an argument against the referendum. Oh, not against the referendum, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think they are really grasping at straws in order to try and deny what people in Scotland voted for, while at the same time making out that we're not actually being anti-democratic when they're being blatantly anti-democratic. So they're latching on to... You know, whatever they can. And if it wasn't if it wasn't for that, be, there'd be some other spurious reason that they'd can be coming out with. You know, it'd be the... It was a UK vote or whatever. You know, they, they'd think of something else. I think you're totally
1: right about the... It's a nice soundbite, because right. that's obviously... Because
0: we are know the, what the real reason is. Yeah, of course, of course. The real, the real reason is that they're terrified that they're going to lose. To lose it, yeah. Because support for independence is at half the population. But their
1: tactics is very much this kind of... A slogan, a soundbite, yeah. which can be repeated ad nauseum, and also there was there was a study today. I think it was from the Loughborough University or something like that, which analysed the media coverage in the lead right, up to the general election. It yeah. didn't it didn't really have many specifics about Scotland, but it, t- it talked about how the negativity towards Jeremy Corbyn had doubled since the previous general election campaign. Yeah. And I think I think now that. Corbyn, because Corbyn's done. I mean, Corbyn got up to give a speech in the House Commons today and didn't even get a cheer from yeah, from from his yeah. from his backbenchers or anything like that. And I think the the Tory uh, spin machine will probably now turn its attention to Sturgeon. She'll be the she'll be the, the next number board. one enemy, oh. and she'll start to get this what same mean, treatment. What do you mean start? Oh, of course, I, mean, I mean be the of course I mean be the be, be the number one take over as uh, number one from uh, Corbyn number one enemy. yeah, yeah.
0: basically so. I think so I mean it's not it's not going to be easy to get independence it was never ever going to be a walk in the park mm-hmm. you know and I've always said <clears throat> excuse me that, that, that the more people in Scotland support independence the more Westminster's going to try and resist because they'll know that they're only a loser but I think ultimately, you know, the, that pressure for independence is just going to continue to rise. And the actions of the Westminster parties at the moment are, are guaranteeing that more and more people in Scotland are just going to say, well, what the hell's the point of this? Why are we, why are we bothering with this? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and as I believe I said this last week as well, that we will start to see consistent majorities for yes in opinion polls this year because Brexit will definitely happen now Um, the Queen's speech was yesterday that Mm. was interesting Um, a lot of the guarantees that Johnson had put into the Brexit bill in order to try and get Labour on board have now been removed mm-hmm. you know things like employment protection rights and environmental protection rights and things like that That's that's gone now uh, Parliament will no longer have the same right to scrutinise the Brexit bill yep. so all this guff about you know restoring the sovereignty of the British Parliament it's 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 all about putting power in the hands of Boris Johnson they're going after the Supreme Court yeah, as well Yeah. yeah. the BBC uh, it was interesting that some commentators were saying that the Queen looked really miserable <laughs> and, and I thought well how can you tell because, you know, she she was really glum and she didn't smile at all. That woman only ever smiles when she sees a horse. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I... Um it was it was an interesting screen speech in the sense. I mean, then, did you see the look on, on Jeremy Corbyn's face when they were like walking together? Yeah. And it was like he was like thunder, and Boris Johnson was doing that really. Can you even look at him? I know that really annoying smirk thing that just makes you want to slap him. Yeah. You know? Knows
1: exactly what he's yeah. doing.
0: yep. Yeah. He knows exactly, exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And it's oh, and it just makes you despair of British politics. It really does. And we're in for a whole lot more of this over the year to come.
1: Of course, one of the other bits of news from yesterday was Nicola Sturgeon setting out the demand for powers to hold an independence referendum. And not just a second independence referendum, but the the power be devolved so that Scotland has the right to choose whenever there is... a mandate and it seems to me that Boris Johnson's stance uh, has now hear me out here, softened slightly in, <laughs> yeah, in that he yeah. was going to just outright ignore it and yeah. now he's going to have a look at it before and, and, ignoring and anyway, it <laughs> Exactly,
0: he's going to, it's, I think I said this in the blog article, it's like it's, his attitude before was piss off Scotland and now it's please piss off yeah. Scotland <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So that's it, it's just, he's just going to treat us with contempt politely. And
1: he's going to get rid of the Scotland office, did I make that up or is that something I didn't that, he's hear going to, that. I didn't hear that. Because he is going to work with a smaller cabinet, and he's talking right. about getting rid or merging certain departments. He will do. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised we, if he just gave another middle finger to Scotland yeah, by. What
0: does Alistair Jack do, anyways? I know, I know, I know. Going to waste the space. I was really disappointed that he didn't lose his seat. I was really disappointed, really disappointed, but still, kind of he kind of everything. We got Swincent. Yeah, we got <laughs> <laughs> This is true. <laughs> So yeah, so the, the other thing that happened yesterday, of course, was the referendum bill, is now passed. Yes, uh, in the Scottish Parliament. So there's now a framework in place for referendums in Scotland. Um, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is Boris Johnson will refuse, and we'll just need to wait and see what the next step is going to be. What further. do you think? What do you think the SNP can do? I think what she's going to do, Nicola Sturgeon, is. Trying to make sure that there's a popular head of steam in Scotland building up against this, what is basically a democratic outrage. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is this undeniable mandate, just oh, for the fact that the Tories and the Labour Party and sections of the Labour Party are trying to deny it. Um, there is an undeniable mandate in Scotland for another independence referendum. And I think what she will try and do is to build up a popular head of steam within Scotland. You know, for another independence referendum. So it's up to the independence movement to make sure that the, we maintain the pressure on. You know, and we make sure that the, the the subject remains in the media because the media, the media in this country, you know, with a, the honourable exception of the national, the national on Sunday do their best to ignore the independence question and not to hold the anti-independence parties to account so we've got to make sure that it remains in the political agenda that it stays a live issue there's a big march and rally on the 11th of January um, in Glasgow which I'll certainly be attending just as a marcher I'm not being invited to speak or anything like that but I'll be going with the Doug mm-hmm. and Probably my American husband as well will nice. be the first time that he's been on an independence rally. So there you go. How have you not managed to get him along? Because he's, he's not, o- not here. He's only just arrived in the country. Yeah, okay. He got his visa. He arrived on Monday. Um, so yeah. So exciting. I've been really busy this week. A
1: bit exciting, though. I love oh the, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Yeah, busy yeah. Year. yeah.
0: It's been a long time and really expensive because the home office are hideous. Um, but yeah, he's got his visa. So. He got. He arrived here on Monday. He, the, he's here on a spouse visa, which lasts for just over two and a half years and expires in uh, August 2022. I'm really hoping we'll be independent by then. Um, and then we have to renew it. Uh, and after five years, he's allowed to apply for permanent right to remain so obviously the past few days we've been really busy we've been getting him you know we had to go and pick up his residency permit we had to get him a mobile phone contract because you know it's like losing both arms and both legs with him because he's one of these folk that's never off his phone Um We had to get him registered to be a doctor, open a bank account, all this, you know, apply for a national insurance number, blah, 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 blah. So there's been a lot to do. So, yeah, so he's now getting to experience the joys of the Scottish independence movement. So I've told him that he should start uh, an American Scots for Yes group. All right,
1: yeah, there's there's a gap there. There
0: is, there's a gap in the market. Now, we've got another American friend, uh, Preston, who lives in Girvan, Um, he's a guitarist he comes from New York originally but he's lived in Scotland for nearly 20 years and I said you and Preston you know you can start an American Scots for yes and say that in an independent Scotland there will be better pizza (laughs) that's something we can all get behind that's something we can all get behind yeah because that's what they keep moaning about whenever they meet up is like how Scotland's really great, but the pizza's rubbish. So there you go. I've tried to give him the deep fried one, you know, and he was just, no.
1: But that, that's, that's going to do the complete opposite. I that's know, really, I, I mean, just I was about to say, there are, you can find some good uh, yeah, pizza yeah, places, yeah, yeah. but uh, I think going for a, no, a it, pizza
0: crunch supper is probably not the best yeah, This is a, a vital part of the Scottish experience here, and he was like, just no, just no, that's not happening. I that's agree. Not. Anyway. So yeah, so it's busy. Um, we've finally booked our honeymoon, which we never got after we got married. Where are you off to? Uh, oh, we're going away, lots of exotic places. Well, we actually we have to go back to Connecticut, where, where he's from, which isn't very exotic. Not very exotic at all. Come from Connecticut. <laughs> uh, as much as exotic if you're from Glasgow, but it's not so exotic if you're from Connecticut. I was, that's what I always used to say, by the way, about you know the the, the, the big downside when I lived in Spain, because I was there for 15 years, and the big downside of living in Spain was that I got to take my holidays in Glasgow, you <laughs> know, go and visit your ma. <laughs> So, but no, we need to go back to Connecticut because all he's brought over is like what you could fit in two suitcases. And he's got a lot of stuff that we need to pack up, like his bikes, all his computer equipment, and lots of other stuff that we need to arrange to ship over. So, we have to go back to Connecticut to do that because when you get the authorization for the visa, you've got to arrive within 30 days of getting the letter. Right, yeah. So, it doesn't really give you a lot of time. To arrange things, you know. So we're going to go back now that he's got his residency permit, he can come and go. Um, we're going to go back. Uh, we're going to go to Connecticut for a week to sort out all his stuff. And then we're going to on a honeymoon. We're going to the Grand Canyon, uh, Las Vegas. Nice. Uh, we're staying in Caesar's Palace, so that'll be good. And then we're going up to San Francisco for a week. Great. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. I was, he's never been to. I've never been to Las Vegas, I've been to San Francisco and I've been to the Grand Canyon and I realised when I was booking it that the last time I was at the Grand Canyon was uh, almost 40 years ago and it just made me feel so old
1: (laughs) Yeah we were talking about this before we came on air about albums coming
0: out and you realise It was almost 40 years ago and I was like oh my god I suppose it'll have changed a lot but there'll still be a big hole in the ground (laughs) <laughs> exactly, yeah. I do think I'll have filled it I thought you were talking about
1: yourself there for a second. <laughs> well, ch- I'm just I imagining ha- you were here.
0: I had here. <laughs> I had hair once. That was a long time ago. I was young and fresh-faced and, and well, innocentish was never that innocent. But yeah, uh, so it'll be good to go back there. Um, I've never been to Las Vegas. I'm told it's a, a glorious festival of all things tacky. Yeah, so, I've never been there. I'm quite looking forward to seeing that. I've been to San Francisco. I've been a couple of times, actually. The last time I was in San Francisco it was with my late husband, Vandy, and that was in... I managed to work out when it was because when we were there, it was when there was the attempted coup in Russia. Right. And it was 1993. Okay. That was the last time I was in San Francisco. So I'm going to go and geek out on the streetcars.
1: I've never been there either. Trams.
0: It's got trams. Trams. And I'm big on trams. (laughs) I do do love the West Coast. It's got a really nice vibe to it. Well, I'm just going to go and stuff my face with Asian food, basically. So we'll be away for a few weeks, and the dog's going to go and stay in Bear's Den. So you'll be well looked after. Yeah, yeah. Say It doesn't
1: sound that exotic,
0: but I'm sure, it's no, sure going to have happy. a great time. <laughs> 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 so that's going to be us. Um, but we'll be back after the holidays, won't we? Because well, there's not a lot happening next week. Yeah, yeah, there's probably not going to be much to talk about next yeah. week and I think you deserve
1: a wee break, don't you? And so do you. Thanks. So I'll be here you. anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here regardless. Slaving yeah, away. Should we do something else in the newsroom slaving instead? Away, slaving away, away. This is like a break for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so the next time we'll be back will be in beginning of January. Yeah. Uh, just after the new year. The first week of January we'll for. we'll start it all over again. So in the meantime, I hope you all have a really Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, we'll speak to you all in the New Year. See you then. Bye.